you know why I don't do this in a, in a message? Do what? Tell them what they're going to get. Why? I don't know if that's what they're going to get. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got to be organized. <laughs> so, go right ahead. All right. Welcome back to Just These Guys, you know. I'm Lance. And I'm Mike. And why do I adopt a lounge suit lizard voice when I say that? I'm <laughs> Lance. Welcome back to Just These Guys. Hey, welcome back. All right. Uh, today on today's podcast, here's what you're going to get. So you want to stay tuned to the whole thing today because we are going to talk about my birthday gifts that I got from Tish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then we will learn four steps to building wealth. And Mike is distracted. As always. Now, the question for the podcast listeners. What did I just do? <laughs> a, did Mike just fill his coffee cup with a <laughs> cup of a sugary cappuccino? Or B, did we leave the microphone on in the restroom? <laughs> yeah. Which direction is that coffee going? Hot Mike! Hot Mike! <laughs> it's going in, by the way. Mm. Uh, so where was I? Well, four steps to building wealth. We're going to give you very specific four steps to how to build wealth or success or, um, a joy, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish in life. We're going to give you the four steps to do that. Awesome. And how the phrase in your underwear can change the course of your life. You won't want to miss it. Great stuff today. And we're going to start off by, wait a minute, say that again. What? Say the last part. We're going to start underwear. off by... Oh, no, no, no. Don't go back to The part before far. the last part. The very last part. <laughs> How the phrase, in your underwear, okay. can change the course of your life. Mm. Can't wait. I'm just glad I wear underwear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now once once we hit it all day long, this is all you're going to be. Yeah. I know, it's, it's an earworm. <laughs> but that's what it's meant to be. So, all right. Awesome. I can't wait. Before we begin, uh, got a gift in front of you from Eric. Big E. Big E. Dude. These are... And what's the key to this? Reese's Cups and Butterfingers. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, not Butterfinger. Right. Payday. Payday, yep. Reese's Cups and Payday. Yep. Eric. Oh, I forgot. There's a video camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And there's a beautiful thing about these, which is exactly why when I first initially went on this little journey of what I'm about to say, I dropped a good solid 12 pounds and I've gained back at least eight to nine because these are gluten free. Yes. Gluten free. That's the song I'm going to write. <laughs> gluten free. Now, Eric has a story. And it'll be good to get him on here one day. We'll we'll yeah. try out this whole phone call right. know, thingy we can do. Yeah, that'd be great. But Eric was telling me that, you know, you know Eric, you know his history, that he was a pro athlete, uh, pro baseball for many, many years. And then he shifted over to semi-pro uh, volleyball for many, many years. Um, has always dealt with uh, just excruciating pain mm. from the 
the physical wear and tear of these sports. Mm-hmm. And then I think he said, that's why we need Eric here. Cause I can't remember his story, but I think he said a few years ago, it, it came to the point where he had to have back surgery. Yep. And, and they did that back surgery. And then they said, you're going to need another one at some point in the future. And he's just, you know, dying of pain all the time. And then he listened to our podcast <laughs> the cure that's what we should call this the cure <laughs> and he said he'd give it a shot you know would, this is you know crazy no you know but he's desperate so he'll try anything right so he tried it and he's he noticed some improvement he's like hey this this does seem to help but then a beautiful um donut store open across the street from his business Ooh. And they make a croissant kind of donut. Yeah, I, I read something that he wrote about this. Yeah, the, they're supposed to be like 10 times better than Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Soft. No, it was his flaky. wife telling me about it. That's what it was. And that's his that's his Achilles heel. <laughs> Donuts. He said he went over, got one donut, came back to his office, sat out and ate it, and within 90 minutes was in just dire pain in his back. Ate a donut? Schedule a surgery. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, what you got to do. No way. <laughs> yeah. No. It's crazy. It is. The inflammation that comes from eating gluten is just bizarrely impactful on your body. It is. And we're not doctors. <laughs> no. I am, but I'm not that kind of doctor. Right. So I'm not. We're just people who are living it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I have lived... I think I've said this on on here before. The old proverb that as a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool returns to his folly. Mm-hmm. You know how many times I've returned to gluten <laughs> and had my back just mess with me pretty much immediately. Yeah. The first thing that hits is the the just the slug. <laughs> just feel like you're just about to your whole body feels like you just have gone on shutdown. Food coma. Yeah. And like you, you described it as feel like I just roofied myself. Yeah, that's what it feels like. No, if, if you've ever taken a couple of Tylenol PM, right? If you yeah. go, if you go gluten free for a couple of weeks and then you eat a big old cheeseburger, well, yeah, you're you, you can't keep your eyes open. You're dragging and literally ready yep. to pass out. Yep. And you just feel like crap. It, no, it is not a good feeling when you wake up. I mean, it's not like hey, I could do that at night to go to sleep. No. Yeah, and I was never diagnosed with any kind of a gluten allergy. Never. I, I've never had any intestinal nope. issues Same whatsoever, here. and that's what's flipping my doctor out. Is um, Lance, this normally manifests as an intestinal problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any gas or bloating? No. I've been perfectly fine in that department mm-hmm. all my life, and after you said that and you, you referenced the pain, I decided to give it a shot because of my back pain. Yeah, and uh, I'm a I'm a believer. Yeah, the whole bloating and <clears throat> gassy and all that. I think I must have had some kind of an issue with it, but never recognized it. I just thought it was normal. <laughs> <laughs> it's normal to fart five times an hour. Yeah, yeah. It's normal to keep a dog around. You can blame it on. Yeah, like it's safe over here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what are you doing down there? Sorry about that, guys. Yep. So, they got a lot of dogs around here, by the way, for anybody that doesn't know. So, my weekend, Mm -hmm. um, 
I'd shared last time that uh, Tish had bought me uh, a packet of concerts for the birthday month. Mm -hmm. And this was my Saturday. I saw, uh, here we go, Hannah Kerr perform. Okay. Great, powerful voice, good singer. Uh, Tasha Layton. I've heard that name. You've heard that name. Mm-hmm. She's got a bunch of hits out there on the radio, and she she's in the middle of it. She tells just the most powerful story about her life mm-hmm. and how she was um, at suicidal. Wow! And then her and a therapist and God worked it all out. Then <laughs> mm. she wrote a song about it. Oh, cool! And a book, and it was just you know powerful testimony, and then just excellent singing. She's got a really power. She sounded like Heather. Mm. Uh, Tish's uh, explanation to me of what to expect with Tasha Layton was she sounds like Heather from our church. Mm, wow. And then Big Daddy Weave. Ooh, yeah. Where was this? This was in Bethany, Oklahoma. Okay. Which is a suburb of Oklahoma City. Gotcha. So it's a two and a half hour drive down there. Yep. Made it in two. Mm. Um. But yeah, Tish arranged all of this. We got down there. We had a great concert. Met people from Wichita at the concert. Cool. Made friends. Yeah. Um, Tish made friends. I don't make friends. Right. I knew that. Tish is the... <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> and then we come back here, and uh, Sunday we get to see Edge of Grace. Oh, gosh. Which is probably the best band ever. They're not bad. <laughs> what? <laughs> they're, they're quite good. Oh, uh, yeah. We got to see Edge of Grace. Mm-hmm. And then Tish took me out to Hartman Arena. Sweet. Where we saw Andrew Rip. Now, it's a name you probably don't recognize. Nope. But if you ever listen to K Love or, or The Way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're, you're going to hear four or five of his songs. Okay. He's, he's just a great singer and he's got a lot of songs out there that uh, I didn't know he sang them. Okay, wow. Um, but he's up there on stage. He's like, I wrote this for, and I did this for, and mm. he's telling his story, and then he told his songs, and, uh, and he's, he's funny. Uh, Crowder. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, it just, that's, we go see him as a headliner. Yeah. And we saw Crowder in the middle of all of this, and Crowder, obviously, he's an excellent musician and plays great music. He puts on a wonderful show. Have mm-hmm. you seen him? Long time ago. Now, is he still rocking the beard? Oh, yeah. He, you know. What are them guys, Duck Dynasty? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks like him and he sounds like him. Yeah. And he's funnier than them. <laughs> yeah, okay, gotcha. And what cool. we love about his shows is when he pulls his piano out and sits down to it, he starts plinking on his piano, he just starts talking, mm. and you never know what's coming out of his mouth. Gotcha. And he just starts talking and telling stories, and as the audience laughs, you can see he gets a little juiced by that, and, and he yeah. starts feeding off the audience, and he's just telling these hilarious stories, and the, they're not punchlines. They're just the way he tells the story right. is just freaking hilarious. That's awesome. So, no, he rocks uh, kind of a, a, a Louisiana, blue, um, what do you call it, swampy, mm. kind of a swamp rock. Yep. Uh, and it's just incredible. And then Mercy Me. Yeah. The ultimate in, in, in bands, uh, Mercy Me. Yep. The uh, Oklahoma concert went long, I'm trying to think, 10.30, 10.45. Mm. Same with uh, Mercy Me, 
1030, 10:45, they're still rocking it out. Wow. So, man, that was a music and worship and action-packed weekend right there. Tish got me good birthday weekend and a, a jam-packed concert weekend. Heck yeah! And that would be your that's that's your sweet spot. That's your wheelhouse. That's your that, that's what you would pick. Right. Yeah. Yeah, if I'm if I'm gonna go do something, yeah, that would be what to go and do. Yep. And for those of you on the podcast, if you want a, a glimpse of what these shows look like, uh, a couple days after this podcast drops, we'll post the video and I'll include some shots of the mm. of the shows so you mm-hmm. can see. You know, just it's like they're jam packed. They're yeah, you know, um, standing room only and people. You know, just like at a heavy metal concert, people yelling and screaming and mm-hmm. you know, throwing people back out. <laughs> right. Mosh pits starting. No, no mosh pits. But it, everybody's just full of energy and life and standing and yelling and screaming. And Yeah, it's like a little glimpse of heaven. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So That's awesome. I'm glad you had a great time. Thank you very much, Tish. Mm-hmm. She's a good gift giver. <laughs> she really is. Now, are you ready for the four steps to wealth? I've been waiting. I'm ready for you to lay it on us. All right. Now, this is this is a true story. I've had a couple people talk to me about the podcast. Okay. And this is, you know, this is why this is why I do it. This is why I haven't quit yet. They have said and, and they don't come up and tell me this like, "Hey, this is what I'm doing." Mm-hmm. But in their conversation, what I learned they're doing is they sit down and they hit play on the podcast and they have a pad of paper next to them. Oh. Yeah. And and they start taking notes like they're in a college lecture. Mm. They're they're pulling out the 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 good bits. Sure. Ignoring <laughs> ignoring, ignoring the like, rest of it. Like sifting for gold. <laughs> yeah. There's gotta be something good in there. Uh, okay, when these guys get done BSing, <laughs> <laughs> maybe they'll get to a point. Yeah. Maybe there'll be something redeeming about this. That so, is really cool. No, so if that's you, hit pause right now. Make sure you got your pad and paper and pen ready to go. Or if uh, that's not you right. and want it to be you, right? hit pause. Go grab a pad of paper and a pen. Come back. Hit play. Because I'm going to hit you with four steps. I need to get my pad. <laughs> Where's my pad and pen? To building. And I... We teased the video, Four Steps to Wealth. And, and this certainly can be that. In fact, I've worked with a bunch of uh, financial advisors, wealth managers, mm-hmm. and the ones who have worked with me, they take these and they go and use them in their job. Okay. It's coming from good sources. So in a minute... <laughs> <laughs> You should leave this in. Leave it in? Yeah, heck yeah. Real quick before you get started. I, sure. The thought that hit me this morning was, uh, you know, you, you leave. Yeah, I noticed. You uh, <laughs> You always open the door for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what time you do that. But if a burglar ever wanted to come and rob you guys like a thief, <laughs> like a thief, you know, on, the, on a Tuesday morning, all he has to do is start coming here on the regular at the exact same time 
for at least, you know, half a year <laughs> because that's what keeps those dogs from barking. <laughs> it is amazing how I can just waltz right in and just there's not even a peep. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Tish, my wife, rescues yep. animals. Yep. And so we have uh, uh, six right now. Six. We have six that she's rescued, rescuing um, various states of you know illnesses or, or ailments, blind one, deaf one, well, then crotchety there's, ones. There's definitely some even deeper dog psychology behind this because even the new ones aren't barking. No. It's because the other ones haven't alarmed them. <laughs> like, just chill. He comes here every Tuesday. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, we were talking about that this morning because he, he's, he strolls in like he's in a Michael Jackson video or something. He's Dancing. Got a, got a groove going, and the dogs just kind of look at him and lay their head back down. Yeah. There's the idiot again. <laughs> Which is a completely different response than if her mother-in-law or if my mother-in-law shows up or if a you know, friend comes over, open the door, and they all, you know, like little children, they hit them at the door barking. And, oh, yeah, that used to be me. Yeah. Yep. And you open the door, start your, your, your Michael Jackson moonwalking, and they just look and lay back down. Not even a little tappity-tap of toenails on the floor. <laughs> Nothing. Nope. It's crazy. All right. Wealth. Four steps. Building wealth, building success. And and this is going to be kind of a critical part of all of that, what word we're using here. <laughs> but first, first thing first, as you go into all of this, you have to choose to focus solely on what you have control over. Okay. You cannot be focused on the things you don't control. You can't be worrying about the markets. You can't be worrying about your past failures. You can't be worrying about the future. I'll do what you do. Fundamental number one. Hmm. <laughs> You're recognizing some of this. But things you can change, plans you can make, preparation, your attitude, what you can do, today now this is what and you know this is where jocko's would say good right you know the markets are down good yep you know we screwed this up last week good we we can't can't control that can't live there right because we can't do anything about it so we have to shift our attention to the things we actually have power and control over today so when you go into all of this whatever you're going into that is where your mentality has to start step two Define success. Mm -hmm. So many people are doing things and they don't know why. Why are you going to work? You know, what, why are you choosing that job over that job? Why are you chasing that promotion? Why are you starting a small business? What is your end goal? Start the beginning with the end in mind. I have to define what success is. And you hear it in athletics all the time that, you know, Deion Sanders took over the new team and everybody else was defining success for the Colorado Buffaloes. If they won three or four games, that would be a successful season. Dion defined success as national championship. <laughs> yep. But you define what success is. So is success money? Mm 
No, I'm not, this is not a judgmental. I'm asking people to ask themselves that. Is that your goal yeah. is to earn a certain amount of money a year or have a certain amount in a bank account? Because you have to know what it is you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And if I'm trying to accomplish, you know, this goal, then other goals are, are naturally going to have to be set aside. And then a second quick, because a lot of people, yeah, I want more money, but why? Why? Fundamental number four. What, what do you want? What do you want? And, and so, you know, people are saying, I should go to work. I should make more money. I, I should be as rich as him. I should have a nicer car. I should. Number two. What do you want? Yeah. How do you want things to be? Do you want to enjoy your evenings? Then, you know, are you going to be a traveling salesman, but you want to enjoy evenings with your family? I mean, sometimes these start, what is it you're after? Is it a quality of life that you're defining as putting a monetary value? You're saying, I need to make a good job so I can make a lot of money so I can have a good quality of life. But a lot of times when we're working that good job and the overtime, then we don't have a good quality of life. Sure. Oh, and, yeah. I know just as many people who are very, very well-to-do, who are as miserable, if not more miserable, than people that I know who struggle to maybe make the ends meet, but they have the life that they want in terms of how they spend their time, how they have you know time with their family. And so that's a critical thing. I, to I told ask. a story on here about a guy I knew, uh, a doctor years ago, who called me on a Monday because on a Sunday, you know, in his $100,000 vehicle with his, you know, a couple thousand dollars worth of clothes after a $5,000 weekend in, in another city, he stops off at the Turner Falls and there's a bunch of rednecks and cut off shorts sitting on white buckets eating sandwiches out of, a, out of bread bags mm-hmm. and they looked happy. How could it be? <laughs> and that's, we chase happiness and that the Constitution guarantees, or the Declaration of Independence guarantees the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit mm-hmm. of happiness. Well, you define what makes you happy, not that's, me. That's right. And so what makes you happy may not make me happy. What makes me happy may not be. And so are you, are you targeting, are you wanting a certain lifestyle? You know, some people work to do their hobby. I go to work, do this and that other, because I ride my Harley on the weekends. And so the, the, the job is a vehicle to allow them to have happiness doing this other thing. Some people work so they can then also work in ministry. I do this job so that I can do that service. Mm-hmm. A lady once spoke prophetically through song when she said, if it makes you happy, it can't be that bad. <laughs> if it makes you happy, then why the hell are you so sad? Yeah. Do we get cut off if we just repeat lyrics? <laughs> That's I hope not. <laughs> Shut down. <laughs> so once you kind of decide what it is you're at, because I had another gentleman once who had a, a, a sales job and he was um, just the stress of the commissions and chasing you know, the sales every day, every day, every day was just, you know, weighing on him. He started drinking, broke up with his family, and he ended up moving back to the area and took a regular nine-to-five job 
And he said, I've never been happier. Mm. He said, wow. I don't have any money. Sure. He said, but I enjoy my life now. Mm-hmm. And so what are you pursuing? What is your goal? Once you figure out what it is that you would find enjoyable, happy, what you would define as sec- success, <laughs> mm-hmm. what you would define as wealth, I'm a wealthy man, but I have no money. Right. What would you define as being that goal state, then you back up and operationalize. What would that look like? How would you know when you're getting there? You know, it's kind of like me and the guitar playing. There's yeah, a certain song I have out there mm-hmm. that when I can play that song, I will then be able to call myself a guitar player. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm, I'm just practicing. <laughs> when I can play that song, then I will have made it. That's where, that's what I want to see. That's my goal. So now that I've set my goal, rather than worry about things, anticipate potential problems. There can be setbacks in the market. Are we prepared to weather that storm? There may be weeks where I cannot practice the guitar. How will I you know, navigate that. What will I do when it, when I get to practice the guitar again? You know, I may not get the promotions I'm seeking on the schedule that I believe I deserve. So how am I going to handle those setbacks as they come? I need to work on anticipating setbacks. So if you're following along, number one is focus only on what you have power over. Fundamental number two, step two, what is it you want? Don't set expectations, set goals. It's not that I should make so much money. I want to make so much money. It's not that I should be CEO in 10 years. I want to be CEO in 10 years. So when let me ask you a question about setting goals. When you set goals... Do you go about that where you set kind of bigger picture, longer term kind of goals, like deciding what it is that you want? And then do you set the the goals that are like daily goals, maybe weekly or monthly goals that help you to get there so through you, a plan? You asking me personally? Yeah, I'm just asking you personally how you go about that. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why, because, um, but that's the way I've always done it. So when I was in high school and, you know, looking at what am I going to do as an adult, mm-hmm. <laughs> I landed on the goal of being a Navy SEAL. That was my goal. That was my vision of the future. And so what do I need to do to be a Navy SEAL? And mm-hmm. then there were, you know, well, you got to join the Navy. You know? <laughs> there, there are just Step number one. certain steps that you have to follow to be a SEAL. Mm-hmm. Now, that vision of my life came crashing down when I tore a ligament in my thumb and then I broke my foot, broke a toe. And I called the detailer and said, Hey, um, I'm scheduled to go to boot camp in March. What would happen if I broke something? And said, Oh, well, we'd have to pull you out. You'd have to wait another year, go through a medical exam, redo the whole thing. Why? No reason. So I went to boot camp <laughs> With a broken thumb, a torn, all those things? torn ligament in my thumb, <laughs> a broken toe. A, I don't know if it's broken or not, but my I dropped a 400-pound uh, well baler on my foot. 
And I was on crutches up until the day I got on the bus. <laughs> Walking in on crutches. <laughs> so after after boot camp, going you know with all of that, I was like, you know what, I'm tough, I'm done. And suddenly, I had no vision for my life. So like, why am I in the Navy? Sure. Why am I here? And it took me a few years to kind of go through all of that. And that's when I was, you know, okay, I'll become an officer. Now that vision, me in an officer's uniform, how do I get there? And I started looking at the various programs and ways to get there and put in my application. And they said, yeah, try again next year. (laughs) But since I'm going to college, people are talking to me about, you make a good psychologist. Mm. Oh, what does a psychologist do? <laughs> it's like, you'd make, a good, you'd make a good banker. What does a banker actually do? They said you make a good psychologist. So I went and interviewed psychologists. What do you do? Looked really boring, but they make good money. It's interesting to me that they looked at you. <laughs> <clears throat> Even to this day. But the way you describe yourself back then. Oh, that's a wreck. That they looked at you. It had to be God speaking to them. You know, that's... They yeah. didn't even know why they were singing it to you. No. But it's the same thing with me. And being a pastor, nobody would look at me and go, they're still surprised to this day. But, to this day. They either expect that I should be 80 or definitely not look and act and all that like this. Yeah. So anyway, the goal thing, yeah, I was, I'm just interested in just how detailed you get because you have to leave, like you said, some room for things that are unexpected that you don't control to actually happen. Well, and you set the vision because why are you even doing all of this? You know, and so once I decided to be a military officer, well, the only way I could do that, I have to go to work yep. you know, every day because I'm in the military. They kind of expect that. Show up. <laughs> yeah. You can't take a day off. <laughs> but then after work, I had to go to the university every night. And so I go to work till four and then go to the university till 10, Monday through Friday. And then I'd go to the university on Saturday, eight to noon, do my homework on Saturday and Sunday, and then start over, Mm. wash, rinse, repeat. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for two years, that's what I did. Mm -hmm. Why do all of that? Why sacrifice? Why not have a life? Because I want to be an officer. Yep. And so this, having that vision, that goal of what you're wanting allows you to motivate yourself it becomes the motivator this sucks but if i keep it up i'll be an officer yep i heard something the other day that really hit me and it said we're all going to experience one of two pains either the pain of discipline or the pain of disappointment boom yep so that's what i keep hearing so and that was the same thing once i didn't get the officer program and i had to make a decision re-enlist, try again, or get out, pursue the field of psychology, which is not a guarantee whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to pursue psychology. And I had to, you know, again, I had to envision what it would be like eight years later Sure. after all the graduate <laughs> school and internship and postdoc. But, and in the middle of all the, you know, struggle and suffering going through graduate school and parents dying and sister dying all of these things were happening well what gets me out of bed every day Mm -hmm. 
I don't enjoy sitting in class. I don't enjoy reading books. I don't enjoy arguing with woke professors. Yeah. But the goal. Yep. And so every day, you know, if, if you get up, you go through the motions, whether you want to or not. You can rest tomorrow. Get up today, go through the motions. You can rest tomorrow. Every day you say that to yourself. Well, if I don't feel like it today, well, I'll go through the motions. Get it done. Tomorrow I'll rest. And tomorrow never comes because yep, tomorrow It's always tomorrow. today, yep. So That's good. Well, I, for one, on a very personal level, am very thankful that you fought your way through the pain <laughs> of discipline to get to where we're at today. Which is but, good. But yeah, once you get that vision, that goal of what you're wanting, th- that's when the enemy can slip in. That's when your worries and doubts can go, oh, but you you haven't been to school in forever. You, you won't know how to do things. And what if this? And what if that? And I, All right, if I'm struggling in school, I will set aside extra time. If I'm struggling with getting something in the class, I will go talk to the professor. Come up with a contingency plan for the possibilities that are real Mm -hmm. rather than worry about them and let them prevent you from starting and then refocus on your dream, on your goal. And what can I do to get to my goal? And you, you develop uh, plans, uh, break it down. Like you said, break it down into sub goals. You know, if I'm wanting this major goal, well, what's the halfway point? So like me, when I'm going for my doctorate, and I was lost in you know second or third year, just why am I doing all of this? It was critical for me to go through the steps to make the academic uh, administration of the university give me the masters that I had earned along the way. Mm-hmm. So, so I had a benchmark. I could say, I've done something to this point. Because normally you don't get a master's. It's just, mm. But since you completed the requirements, if they were to kick you out at that point, they would give you a master's and send you away. So I went to academic administration said hey i've earned a master's give it to me that's good i think (laughs) that's wise i had to fill out paperwork i had to do all sorts of nonsense just to get the piece of paper but i needed that piece of paper yep to to build off for the next three or four years like you had gone 13.1 and you needed to see yes for yourself have it in your hands to keep you going for the rest of the marathon yep yep um yeah Refocus, refocus on goals, rewrite plans to achieve those goals, and, and you stay in there. Um, and then the fourth key, the fourth step to building wealth, to building success, is to avoid the negativity and stay positive. Ooh. And so, mm. you know, the, the exercise I give people to develop the mindset of a Jocko, <laughs> the, the exercise that get people to develop the mindset of a successful athlete is every time you hear yourself saying don't, can't, didn't, wouldn't, rewrite that sentence, taking the not out of that sentence, I do, I can, this would, this will, you know, focus on the positive, think positively my leg hurts next week my leg will feel better after rehab there's always a positive thing to focus on even if it's just the basic promise of god that hey i work out all things to my good Mm -hmm. 
Hey, I came so you may have life in abundance. I'm not feeling really abundant right now, sure. but you promised. Yep. All is well. Yep. I think that that what just hit me as you were talking about this was that, you know, the world, I think we can agree if we were to take a poll, whether the world is negative or positive, which one would it be? That the world that we're in is pretty much negative, maybe 95%. Yeah. I'll give it 5% positive, (laughs) 95%. But the reality is as Christ followers, we are called to be what? In the world, but not of the world. Right. That doesn't mean that we live negative lives. We have the freedom to choose to be positive. And that, you know, the the overarching kind of environment you're putting your mind into, we are free. Yep. We are free to be as successful or as unsuccessful Mm -hmm. in our lives as we want to be. And it may... It may look really bleak or dark right now, but the reality is you can stand up and walk towards the light. Yes. You can determine yourself today. That was the word that hit me earlier too, early on in this <laughs> conversation <laughs> in, in, your, in your helping us. Uh, you said today, and that's what I, I thought. It has to start today. You would want it to start today to really launch successfully. It's today, not about tomorrow. Today with me. Yep. Today with me. So if I'm... Today with me. That's good. If I'm running for the school board, mm. today with me, I, I see that. I put that in my mind. I see myself sitting up at the, the, the conference table mm-hmm. <laughs> with the other board members and the audience out there. I see myself making those decisions and passing out the sheets of paper and calling the minutes of the meeting. I see myself in that environment, mm-hmm. that's what I focus on because that is my motivation. That is my goal. Yep. And then... There you go, Tracy. <laughs> there you go. I start setting goals and sub-goals, and then I start focusing on, rather than worrying about what the other candidates are saying about me, you know, I, becoming defensive, nervous, worried, <laughs> I will prepare a packet in case they mention my DUI from five years ago. <laughs> Lance has had a DUI, thank you very much, 25 years ago. But I'll come up with a packet. If they bring that up, here's what I'll say to the press. Yeah. You know, here's how I'm going to respond. It is possible they could say that. Sure. So I have a response ready. I don't worry about it. Mm -mm. Oh, I better not run. I had a DUI 25 years ago. It's possible they could bring up the DUI. So how am I going to respond to that when they do? Boom, I can prepare for that. Now, plan. What kind of person do they want to know I am today? Mm. What, are, what are the important characteristics about me today that makes me the best choice to be on that school board? Yeah. And so I sell myself rather than defend myself. There you go. Mm, and they good. can throw all the mud they want. I stand with my head held high, my chin up, and I say, yeah. Yes, I had a DUI 25 years ago. That was 25 years ago. Here's what I've done in the last 25 years, and here's why I'm prepared to be your new school board member representative today. Mm. And thank you for giving me the launching pad to do this, because if you hadn't brought up the DUI, I wouldn't have thought to say all this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's positive. It's called counterpunching. 
You don't worry cool. about what they're going to say. They're going to say stuff. Mm-hmm. That's tr- you're in a fight, so they're going to punch. That's just a given. Sure. Good. Good. They're punching. Now I can counter punch. Yep. Good. <laughs> Come on. I, I hope they bring up the DUI. I hope. I hope. I hope. Because I want to be able to say this. <laughs> I want to be able to say this, but I can't unless they bring that up. Oh. It looks weird or or right guilty <laughs> right. if I bring it up. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it up. Bring it up. Bring it up. Bring it up. Come on. Come on, Cletus. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Cletus. <laughs> you walk down, you limp back. <laughs> That's so, good. So, yes. So, so for those taking notes, here's where you're at. One, focus on what you control. Two, define what success or wealth is. Three, rather than worry, anticipate problems and prepare for them, and then refocus again on that dream that you have set and keep working on focusing on the dream, building sub-goals to achieve that dream, benchmarks, markers, so you know how you're doing moving towards that dream. Number four, avoid the negativity. Take the don't wants, can't, didn't, nothing. Take the N-O-T out of those words and then rewrite that sentence in your brain, and you will start thinking positive. I don't want to lose this race. I do want to win this race. Well, I can't. I can. And so these four steps, obviously, as a, an astute student, you've recognized these are the four fundamentals. Yep. Which I feel like every now and then we need to just tell people what are the four fundamentals, or where do they come from? It's out of a book that Dr. Lance wrote. It's right here. 12-2. You can get it at all the sites. Amazon, if you're in town. And here's what I tell people to do. Don't buy the book. I'm, I'm not telling you to go buy the book. What I would like you to give me the, the courtesy and respect is take five minutes, go to Amazon, pull up the book, read the reviews. Mm-hmm. And then you decide whether or not to buy the book. But I'm not saying buy the book because this book is not for everybody. But before you make your decision about whether to buy it or not, get all the information, go to Amazon, read what people have written on the reviews, and then you decide Mm -hmm. if this is the book for you or not. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, I say go read the reviews and then buy the dang book. (laughs) I say that. It's helpful. It is so very helpful. And with this, I mean, it's just, it's, that's what it is. Well, and for Christians, because I know everybody out there is not a Christian, so you can just sit back for a minute. But for Christians, you want to take this one step further. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to, you know, what do I want? Well, we've been talking about us. And, and, you know, if you've listened to the podcast at all, what do you want? Most important question ever. But then what do you want? And you take it to God mm-hmm. and tell him, this is what I want. I want to be on the school board. I want to be a representative. Uh, what do you want? Yep. You know, the whole purpose of what we're doing here, Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to the ways of this world, but mm-hmm. be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that you may... Mm-hmm. know and test the good and perfect will of God. Mm-hmm. Why are you here on this earth? What is his plan for you? Yeah. Now you got some ideas. <laughs> Do those ideas align with his ideas? Sure. I just listened to a podcast uh, this weekend 
uh, about a guy who um, was, had a horrible childhood, horrible life, passed around, um, and just completely lost and lonely and encountered a woman who paid attention to him. And within three months, she had um, convinced him to murder her husband. <laughs> and one of the ways that she was able to do that, and you say, I, I would never do that. I wouldn't either. But one of the ways that she could is she would pull herself out of the relationship. And with his history, and he said, mm -hmm. he said that this is the only person who's ever shown me any kind of love whatsoever. And so when she would leave me, it, I was so desperate because why even live now if no one, if there's nobody to live for, if there's no one in this world who actually loves me? Do you hear it? Mm -hmm. He is putting his faith in man. He's putting his faith in this woman. His purpose for living is to serve her. And when she fickly pulls away, he becomes extremely desperate because his whole reason for living yep. is gone. We all want, we are programmed to have a purpose on this earth. Mm -hmm. We go out and find it in cars and money and status. and But that isn't the real purpose. He has a plan for you. So what do you want? There's a drinking game you used to play years ago. When I drink. <laughs> you had to end every sentence with the phrase, in my underwear. And if you didn't, and somebody else threw in the phrase, you had to take a drink. You know how many drinking games I've played over the years, <laughs> and I've never heard this. <laughs> in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to become very quiet at this party in my underwear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And so somebody, you know, I'm going to the bathroom in your underwear. In your underwear, yeah. <laughs> it's hot in here in your underwear. All and right, it, so what's your point? <laughs> it's just, it just one of those things that became hilarious, especially you, the more you drank, mm -hmm. and the stupid stuff really becomes hilarious. Mm -hmm. So that would stick with us for the next few days after that. In your underwear. In your underwear. So your <laughs> boss would you know, say, I want you to go over there and meet with the director. In your underwear. <laughs> and you're trying not to spray your coffee all over the mm -hmm. floor as you're thinking about all of this. Mm -hmm. like, <clears throat> yes, I'll, I'll go. I'll go see the director right now in my mm -hmm. underwear. <laughs> yeah. The visual. Okay. <laughs> so here is how in my underwear can change the trajectory of your life. Okay. Change that mm -hmm. to God willing. After every sentence, God willing. I'm going to work today. If it's in God's will. I'm going to go make this sale. God willing. It's a, it's a reminder. It, it circles you back. Whatever you're doing right now in this world, mm -hmm. in this second, am I serving him? Is this part of his will? Mm -hmm. Does he want me to make this sale? 
I know a guy who's got a business and he was really working hard to get this investor on board and it became really, really hard work. And then the question became, is God trying to tell me something not to do business with this guy? Mm -hmm. I'm killing myself to try to get him on board. It's just not working. If there's a door that God don't want open, he ain't open it, no matter how much you pound on it. And you're going to do all sorts of damage to yourself trying to break that door down that ain't never going to open. So that becomes what I'm attempting to do right now. My goal is to be a naval officer. My goal to be a SEAL. My goal to be a psychologist. Is that part of his plan? So, and it's not just the big goals he wants us to go to him about. Sure. But I want to stop at Quick Trip today and get me a donut. God, God willing. willing. <laughs> <laughs> and not have my back hurt, have no inflammation. God willing. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, as you said that, what I was standing here struggling with was, to me, God willing has always then kind of put it back, not in a healthy way, though, on... Okay, so I'm going to go do such and such. I'm going to go make this sale, uh, God willing. So, God, if you make it happen, then it'll happen. So then I've kind of taken a back seat instead of, instead of still continuing to be the one that's striving and going after it and, and just leaving it in his hands. So I thought to myself, well, would it make more sense for me anyway to say, God, with me? Okay. Perfect. Yeah, and it feels like I'm still the one that he's he's wanting to do this through, but he's with me. It's his strength ultimately that's going to get me there, but God God with me. Now, hopefully the the whole point of this in your underwear mm-hmm. exercise is to remind yourself that what I am pursuing is his will. Have we checked in? Sure. Is yeah, this that's part it. of <laughs> that's it's the whole checking in, right? Yeah, it's the constant reminder that he's he's here. He's right here. He's right here. He's right here. The Holy Spirit is inside you. Another guy is, um, was talking about <laughs> a couple of events that happened, and he he's like, "Man, I was just like eating alive, but get they kept thinking, you know, I need to go, I need to go check, make sure my car is locked. But I never, you know, why would I? No, no, and just all night I kept thinking I need to go check my car and. Sure enough, I went out the next day and somebody broke into my car and took some stuff. <laughs> and he's like, is that what you're talking about, the self-fulfilling prophecy that if you worry about it, it's going to happen? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, no, because I still don't think you can control other people, let alone control them from 800 miles away and put it in their mind to come to your house to steal from your car. Sure. But might that have been God's voice? The Holy Spirit rising up saying, Dude, you might want to go check your car. Hey, bro. <laughs> Here's a holy nudge. Where's that thought coming from? <laughs> are we tuning in? Are we listening? I'm making decisions throughout the day that can be life-changing for myself or other people. And have I bothered to see if this is part of the plan? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's the the whole kind of in my underwear kind of purpose of the exercise is each thing that I'm thinking throughout the day, saying something to yourself, God with me, uh, um, 
to remind yourself that you are to be working to achieve his plan, not your plan. And for those of you who are grimacing right now out there, I see you. As Creflo Dollar said, once you get Jesus in your heart, you ain't going to want to do the stuff you used to do. Mm. He's going to give you a new want to. Mm-hmm. And so the more this dialogue occurs, yep. the more that becomes your desire. I wanted to go out and party tonight, but I got to go up there to that church and help with the help with the spaghetti feed. Oh, my God. But once you get it, you're like, hey, you want to go out tonight? No, I'm going up to church and helping with the spaghetti feed. What is wrong with you? No, it's fun, guys. You should come. You suddenly want to do different things. Yeah. That's the renewed. Boom. That's the transformed. Renewed with the transforming of your mind. And that's these four steps operationalized. You can put them on paper and you can walk yourself through any and all things. And for the believer, you add that one component. In my underwear. Exactly. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Very good. Really good. I'm waiting for you to say something so I can say, in your underwear. <laughs> That's what I'm trying not to let you do. <laughs> in my underwear. I can't <clears throat> wait to check out the podcast. In your underwear. And the YouTube. In your underwear. So <laughs> sit right down. In your underwear. <laughs> Share and subscribe. <laughs> In that sweaty leather chair. Yeah. Oh. In your underwear. <laughs> Hit uh, subscribe. Yep. No, it's uh, it's heartwarming. I showed Mike this morning some of the stats, and we're starting to get some traction in places, and, and things are starting to yeah, it's really cool to grow a little bit. So it's it's nice to see that. Uh, there's some interest in what we're talking about going now. If this is your first show to listen to and you've hung on this far, um, just know that episode one through five, six, seven, we were learning how to do all of this. We were getting <laughs> comfortable with the microphone and speaking and sharing about our lives and our thoughts. It was a yeah. very uncomfortable period of our life. Well, I don't even know that it's necessary <clears throat> to go back all the way to the start. But Why would it be necessary? You could go back to, I would recommend, is it nine or ten? Nine. Through? Well, nine is you asking for a background on the fundamentals. Okay. and Or ten. And then episode 11 through 19, Yeah, we walk through the book chapter by chapter. Right. Uh, so those, and if you're looking at YouTube, they're all in black and white with yellow. Yeah. So those... Uh, Podcasts, those videos are a chapter by chapter walk through the book, the four, um, 12 to how to transform your mind, where mm -hmm. I explain the four fundamentals and give you the exercises to do daily. Yeah. And that was where we really kind of, I think, hit our stride was episode nine and 10 because we had a goal. Yeah. We had a purpose for that? the podcast. Now, there is, I suppose, a little bit of value for the, the listener or the watcher to go back. What, do you remember which episodes where I gave a little bit of background on how I became a pastor? You gave then on another episode your background on how you became a psychologist. Was that like three and four? I want to say three and four, uh, but the title the of title them are. It, yeah, that's good. 
Hey, <laughs> great thinking. So they there's a little value there. numbers. Yeah. So that's. Well, listen, really good stuff today, doc. Great show today. And you guys out there, I hope you're getting some, if there is a topic you guys do want to hear about, um, please email us, uh, drop a line on, on the YouTube comments or, mm-hmm. The podcast comments. If you're following on Podbean, the app Podbean, then you can make comments on the podcast. Now, the other Apple and Spotify and stuff, you you can't comment to us, I don't think. You might be able to leave a, a review, mm-hmm. but uh, you can't leave a comment to us. But right. Facebook, he's on Facebook. Just These Guys is on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, the YouTube channel, Just These Guys, you know. Yep. Podcasts on Podbean, just these guys, you know, all of these uh, avenues are available to yep. send us uh, feedback or comments. And if there's a question that you have or something you want to hear about, just drop us a line and we'll make sure we work it in. Yep. And you can watch, you can listen, you can leave comments in your underwear. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lance. And I'm Mike. And we're just these guys, you know. Have an awesome week. Catch you next week. It goes a little bit better when it's organized. Doesn't it?